coming up on The Potter's Touch. They make you feel bad for wanting to be better. They turn up that they don't like you because you wanted out of what they were into. And they are determined to convince you that there is no other world but the world they created. That's because they want to be your Lord. But the devil is a liar. Jesus is Lord. I don't care what your circumstances are telling you. God wants you to live in this message. You will learn the awesome miracle of survival. Why does God go through the trouble of making us look at this blatant scene of debauchery? Why has he painted it so graphically and what are we to learn from it? I'm so glad you asked. Is he not teaching us that the baby has passed from one world into another? For the womb is a world. It is a matrix of which it is all that the baby has ever known. It has been conditioned to live within the complexities of that matrix. For nine months, that is its global sphere, the womb of its mother. And then on the ninth month, it passes out of that world, dying to this world, <laughs> that it might be born into the next world, to be absent in here is to be present out there. You can't be present both places. <laughs> if you're gonna be absent here, you gotta be present there. If you're gonna be present in the womb, you are absent from the world. The world is waiting for you. <laughs> what looks like death, what is traumatic to the child. Childbirth is traumatic. Skin bruised. It's traumatic, baby's born and they sleep for hours because it's work. The baby and the mother have to sink their efforts together. It is so much work that they call it labor. And until you've had one, you'll never understand why it has the nickname labor. It is not something that you can passively do. You can't do your nails while you're having a baby. You can't curl your hair while you're having a baby. You can't read the paper while you're having a baby. This is gonna require a commitment between the mother and the child. This is work. They're both tired when it's over. They're both exhausted when it's over. It is traumatic. But what was life in the womb, if the baby stays in it, it becomes death. It is Afterbirth, afterbirth, the bloody placenta, the afterbirth, the proof positive that the mission is complete. 
is that what was life to me in here is death to me out here. I pass through it that I might come out from it. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And you see, the baby, when he is born, it's not like the Gerber baby. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting my kids to come out going like, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, pops? Hit me up with a bottle, man. What's going on? They don't look pretty. The head looks funny. I looked over at myself. Yeah. The skin is all red and bruised and scarred. They got bloody membranes and flesh all over them. They look like what they came from. Oh, you'll catch me after a while. At first it'll sound like I'm just rambling, but if you stay with me. He said, you, you look like what you came from. You, you came from it. Because what once gave you life doesn't give you life anymore. You had to go through it to come from it. And it's still hanging. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. The baby is born looking like where it came from. It is a natural assumption that somebody should wash it. Because you don't want to have the residue of your past. Not, not over here. Somebody say, not over here. Yeah, yeah that, you, you should have left that over there. You don't, you don't do that over here. You don't live like that over here. You don't act like that over here. You don't behave yourself like that. Not over here. That's, that's afterbirth. You should have left that in the world you came from. See, the problem today with church is that we want people, we're so busy trying to get numbers that we will compromise truth. And we are willing to allow people to be born into the kingdom and still act like the world, but there ought to be some kind of change. Oh, it ain't popular. There ought to be some kind of change in your life. How can you say you are saved when you do everything you did before? My question is, saved from what? Saved, saved from what? If you were a con man and a scammer and a liar in your previous life, don't tell me that you've been born again and I still can't lay my wallet down. If you were a womanizer and a whoremonger when you were over there, why are you looking funny at my wife now that you're over here? Save from... You mean I can't trust a saved babysitter? Why have you brought the contamination of where you came from. 
You have polluted your today with your yesterday behavior. That's after birth. Get rid of it. Anytime you have the potential to have newness, but you don't cleanse yourself from oldness, you cancel out the opportunity to prosper in the newness because of the oldness. Yeah. You get a fresh start in a new place with new people where they don't have preconceived ideas about you. And, but you bring your old behavior into your new environment until they're starting to say the same thing about you over here that they said over there. And you keep telling yourself, it's them. It can't be them. Not everybody, not everywhere. It's, oh, come on, somebody. Why? Why did you bring that over into a fresh opportunity? Why does God tell his people that you remind me of a child contaminated with afterbirth? What's, what's that on you? What is that? All over you. Still clinging on to you. Don't you know that that was for there? But not for this. If you bring over there into this, you will contaminate this and then act like God isn't working for you. It's not God that's not working for you. It's you that's not working for Don't blame my daddy! Don't blame him. When the prayer for healing doesn't come through, don't blame him. When the prosperity that the saints are shouting about doesn't happen to you, don't blame him. When you don't dwell in peace in your own house, not when you still act like you used to act before. You're still talking in your house like you were who you were. How can you have God's peace and presence in the house when every bit of hell that came in the house, you brought it? Yeah. Somebody shout, get it off me. There's nothing worse than being threatened by a past you can relate to. It's like the children of Israel trying to find the promised land, but hearing Pharaoh chasing them. Have you ever felt your past chasing you? Hoof prints coming up behind you and you don't have to say, wonder who that is. Because you recognize the sound of Pharaoh coming. Because the Pharaoh is your Pharaoh. And he's coming looking for you. Trying to take you back. To where you came from. It's dangerous. Some people only pursue you to take you back. Some of your friends are hitmen sent from hell to take you back. They 
make you feel bad for wanting to be better. They turn up and they don't like you because you wanted out of what they were into. And they are determined to convince you that there is no other world but the world they created. That's because they want to be your Lord. But the devil is a liar. Jesus is Lord. Depression, get off of me. Suicide, get off of me. Lying, get off of me. Backbiting and a whoremongering, get off of me. Envy and pride, get off of me. You are the tools of a trade I forsook. The blood that gave me life in the womb now makes me sick outside. Get it off me. Somebody holler, get it off me. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, look at me. I'm a miracle. I should have been a statistic. I could have been dead. I could have lost my mind. I could have blown out my brains. But Jesus said live. I want every miracle to give God the glory. I want every miracle to give God the praise. We all have breakdowns in life, emotional traffic jams, career delays. You are called to the future, not to the past. It's time to take the wheel and shift your life into overdrive. Sit in the passenger seat for a ride down the Idea Expressway with industry leaders like Bishop T.D. Jakes, Pastor Judah Smith, Bishop Daryl Hyde, Dr. William H. Curtis, and Bishop Dale Bronner. Go to pastorsandleaders.org to register for the International Pastors and Leadership Conference. See you there. When the rain falls, we rise up. Mobilizing leaders to all corners of the globe, MegaCare recently made its way to Guyana, South America, in a place where poverty, unemployment, alcoholism, and drugs rob people of basic physical needs. MegaCare established a medical camp providing screenings, counseling, and much-needed medical supplies. We thank you for your support of MegaCare and TD Jakes Ministries. You are inspiring to me and my family, and I thank you. You are truly reaching across the globe. Get it off me is also a confession that I cannot do this by myself. You don't see babies born and taking their own bath. So you don't see the text blaming the child for the afterbirth. It says, no man washed you. It didn't say, why didn't you wash yourself? Get it off of me, says it's too big for me. Shadaya. Get off of me, says my arms won't reach far enough. Get off of me, says I don't have the resources of myself to fix my situation. Somebody holler, get it off me. Every time I get mad, I flip back into my old ways. Get it off of me. My tongue is tearing up my own marriage. Get it off of me. My habits are destroying my own family. Get it off of me. Somebody holler, get it off of me. 
at least you're letting God know, I don't want it. You see, the pig and the sheep can fall in the same mud, but they have a different nature. When the pig gets in the mud, he wallows. When the sheep get in the mud, they cry. Get off me! This is not my natural habitat. I'm not supposed to be in this muddy place. I fell in it, but this is not my nature to be like this. Oh, I don't know. I'm preaching to somebody. I can't get off of this voice. Somebody holler, get it off me! Some of you are sheep dating pigs. That's why they wallow in what you cry about. Somebody holler, get it off me! You keep saying there's something wrong with me, I think there's something wrong with you. Why are you happy to wallow in something that I'm trying to get out of? Maybe we don't belong together. (laughs) Excuse me. Who has a baby and throws it out in the street? The Bible says three things that, that, that he brought, three indictments against the parent. You didn't wash the baby to take off the baby where they came from. Anytime you get ready to go into a new place, you got to wash off your past habits or you lose the right to function in the new place. You had enough strength to come into the new place, but not enough care to wash for where your strength brought you into. You had enough gift to get in the room, but not enough character to hold down the job. I'm gonna keep going until I make it plain. You were pretty enough to draw a good man, but you couldn't treat the good man right when you got it. Let me keep on working it. You could preach well enough to get to church, but your character was so bad that when you stayed long enough to pastor, they had to let you go. Strength enough to be born, but no care in being washed. I'm here, but what does it mean for me to be here if I still let there kill me? You'd be shocked at the people that God has given opportunities to. He gave them the opportunity, but they never gave themselves to the opportunity he gave them. He gave them good kids, but they didn't take care of them. He gave them good wife, they ignored him, gave him a good husband, they got used to him, took him for granted, gave him a good job, but they brought their old neck-popping attitudes into the new place. You'd be surprised. Tell somebody, say, it's just after birth, it's just after birth. You look for it, it's all around you, it's after birth, it's that, that nasty, stinking, smelling stuff. It's just after birth from where you came from. And if you don't get rid of it, if you don't get it off you, you're gonna die. Every place you won't get it off, you're going to lose. No man wash you. That's cleansing what's on me. No man salted me. That's healing the effects of what it did to me. Salt was medicine. In the Bible days, it was put on to, to heal the bruising from the baby being forced through the birth canal, it would be bruised and they would salt the baby to heal the effects, the damage, the internal damage 
of coming through what you came through has left you bruised in places that if you don't get healed, you can't be the man, the woman, the preacher, the teacher, the leader, the CEO, the brother, the friend that you need to be because you've never been healed. Nobody salted you. Sometimes you were too busy getting the position of the healed to have the experience of being healed. Could your ego be a bruise? See, everybody else loves when the policy house shouts. I love when it gets quiet. <laughs> Could your ego be a bruise? Could that insatiable need for recognition be a bruise? I'm not saying you're not born again, but I'm saying, have you been salted? And then number three, he says, nobody swaddled you. Swaddling, covered covered. Nobody covered you. I could have made it if you'd have covered me. But I wasn't, when I was innocent and vulnerable, I wasn't covered. Uncovered. Exposed. You know, Jesus, when he was born, they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. If you study swaddling clothes, they were really milk rags. Milk rags were what they used when they milked cows to clean up the milk. So they took the cows' milk rags and wrapped the milk of the word. <laughs> the sincere milk of the word, they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And the Bible here says nobody swallowed you wrapped you up in word, taught you who you are, taught you how to think, taught you how to stand, taught you how to fight the good fight of faith. Nobody swallowed you. Nobody swallowed you. Nobody took you close enough to let you in deep enough to cover you strongly enough. And now you're cast out there naked. He said, when I found you, you were naked. When I found you, you were still bruised. When I found you, you were covered up with what you came from. When I found you, you were about to die. When I found you, it was an emergency. When I found you, you were in a crisis. When I found you, you were on the verge of caving in. When I found you, you didn't have but a few minutes left. When I found you, Death was coming in for the kill. When I found you, you were at your wit's end. When I found you, you were about to destroy yourself. When I found you, the buzzards were gathering over your head. When I found you, you didn't look like an advantage to anybody. When I found you, I passed by you. He said, when I passed by you, I said one thing to you. I said one word to you. There were many things wrong, but I spoke one word. One word is strong enough to straighten out everything that ever happened to you in 
in your life. Look at the neighbor say, all you need is a word. One word from Jesus will fix your past, your present, and your future. One word from him will bring you out of your grave clothes. One word from him will break the generational curses that have been on your life. One word from him will heal every disease in your body. Somebody say one word. He said, when I passed by you, I spoke a word. This morning, I speak a word to every dead place in your life, every dying place in your life, every place that they left you to die, to everybody who left you and thought you'd never come back. I speak to you this morning in the name that has been exalted above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Lay your hands on somebody and say, live. I command you to live. I command you to live. I command you to come out of your grave clothes. I command you to get your fight back. I command you to get your courage back. I command you to reclaim everything the devil stole. In the name of Jesus, I command you to live. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. Every time you look at someone, you are looking at a miracle of God's goodness. God looked at you and said, live. The words that he speaks are words of life. Just one word from him straightens out your life and becomes your miracle of survival. He wants you to live and come out of your grave clothes. He wants you to reclaim everything that the devil stole from you. God says, you will live. Through our global partner system, we are spreading the gospel to millions around the world with the message of life and power in God's word. Together, we are touching the world with the Father's love. Won't you join with us today? Together, we can make a difference. I wanna thank our partners for helping us make a difference in the lives of hurting people. Your partnership has provided food, clothing, clean water, medicine distribution, and so much more at home and abroad. In fact, through MegaCare, we are establishing medical camps and health clinics to increase the rate of survival while giving hope and healing to a hurting community. If you are not a partner, I encourage you to become one today. You have polluted your today with your yesterday behavior. Get rid of it. Your trial could be the very thing God uses to take you higher than you've ever thought possible. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive I Can Relate on CD from Bishop Jake's liberating series, Still Blessed. You gotta go while you're on the seesaw of life, sometimes up and sometimes down. Nothing shall be impossible with God. 
And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Still Blessed on three DVDs. Are you watching for the problem that is in your life? God has a plan. However, when your gift is $125 or more, you will receive the Still Blessed three message DVD set, the beautiful joy, peace, and hope wooden display, and a custom abundantly blessed stationary set and notepad featuring God's promises to you. Be thankful in every situation because you are Still Blessed. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.